Hello, this is Bishop Joe Grice, and I am the lead pastor of the Dillon Church of God. I want to thank you for joining us on the Dillon Church of God podcast. Our goal is to bring you biblical, Christ-centered content that will inspire and uplift you and assist you in your walk with the Lord. We hope you will enjoy this week's podcast, and God bless. And God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. I'm so glad that not only did the Lord get up, I got up. I'm so glad that not only did he come out of the tomb, I came out of the tomb. I'm so glad today that he lives, I can also live. And I'm alive today because of the blood of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he paid because he rose. I can rise also. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. And we thank you, dear Lord, for this day. We thank you for everyone here, every guest, every visitor. Lord, we ask you to bless them and to touch them. Every lukewarm Christian, I pray the Lord that you just bring us back to the altar that we might be reconciled with our Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray for those who are lost who may have never had a relationship with you. I pray that today will be the day of salvation in their life. Lord, bless and touch and encourage and strengthen. Lord, I pray that the word, dear Lord, will go forth and touch every heart. And I pray to God that you would anoint me, dear Lord, to bring forth the message. Lord, touch my speech today. And I pray to God that you just be high and lifted up. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Easter is a day that believers celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is the greatest and most important day of all of history. There ever has been or ever will be is Easter because we celebrate, celebrate the resurrection. Not the Easter bunny, not a chicken coming out of an egg, but Jesus Christ being resurrected. Yet this morning I want to ask you a question. What if Christ was not raised? What if it was a lie? What if it never happened? We as believers know that Christ died, that he lived and that he uh, died and rose again on the third day. We understand that and we come today to celebrate that fact. But what if? What if it was all a lie? What if it were not so? What if it were not true? What if Christ stayed dead? If Christ was not raised, gospel preaching is vain. I'm wasting my time this morning. It has no real significance, value, or importance. All gospel preaching is pointless and worthless. 1 Corinthians 5.14 And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. The preaching of the apostles... And every gospel preacher since is all in vain and worthless. It was nothing more than a fairy tale. Something that you read to your children at night for them to believe in like other things that you tell them to believe in. And I won't get off there because some of the parents still have their children here and you'll be sending me letters. If Christ was not raised, our faith is in vain. Our faith would be nothing more than a big lie. If Christ was not raised, the apostles were all liars. 1 Corinthians 15, 15 says, Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, 
Because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ. They claim to have spent 40 days with the risen Savior after the resurrection. There is no way that they could be mistaken. There is no way that they could have been deceived. Either they were telling the truth or they were lying. A lie that they all died for. Either they were telling the truth that Christ Jesus was resurrected on the third day or they're all liars and all of us are believing that lie. And they died for a lie. If Christ was not raised, we're still in our sins. 1 Corinthians 15, 17. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Now that's heartbreaking. That's discouraging. But let me tell you something worse. If Christ has not raised, was not raised from the dead, those who have died before us, who believed in Christ, have all perished. None of them has made it into heaven. Verse 18. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. There will never be a great reunion. There will never be a great time in the sky to get along with all those who have gone on before us. There will never be uh, getting together and when I walk into heaven, I want to see so and so and so and so. Because if our faith is in vain, if he did not rise on the third day, we have no hope of heaven. We are still in our sins, and when you die, you die in your sins because you're not been redeemed. You can't make it into heaven unless you've been redeemed. And there's only one way to heaven, and that's through Christ Jesus. No other way will get you there. Belief in no other Savior will get you there. Belief in no other prophet will get you there. Only Jesus Christ died for your sins, and only Jesus Christ can save you and forgive you of your sins. If Christ was not raised... We all should still feel like the disciples felt the day he was crucified. All their hopes and dreams have been placed on Jesus Christ. They had left everything and sold everything and followed this man who said that I am the Son of God, that I am Emmanuel, that I am the soon coming King. I am the Son of God. They've done everything, sacrificed everything, and now they're sitting there looking at their king, looking at their hope, looking at their future, dying on a cross. It's a sad day. It was a hopeless day. It was a day when the devil was laughing, the demons were partying, and the saints were crying because their Savior, listen, there is no hope there is no future in a dead Savior. If you don't believe that Jesus died and rose again, your faith is in vain. Your belief is in vain. You getting it all dressed up and coming to church is all in vain. We must believe. But praise be to God. Hallelujah. Christ was raised. And he lives I said, Christ was raised and he lives. Are there any believers in the house? Is there anybody say, amen, preacher, preach on. God is alive, Jesus is alive, and he's coming soon. If you're a believer, that was your place to shout. That was your place to celebrate. That was your place to shout the victory over the enemy and the devil. You understand that Christ died for you, and not only did he die for you, he got up for you. Thank the Lord for the resurrection. 
Now, how do we know he lives? Because Jesus Christ himself testified to his coming resurrection from the dead. Jesus spoke openly about what would happen to him, crucifixion and then resurrection from the dead. Luke 9, 22, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. How do we know he's alive? Because the empty tomb tells us that he was alive. On that first Easter Sunday, it was empty. The earliest documents claim this. Luke 24, Brother Nick read it at the beginning of the service, verses 3 through 6. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Can't find what's not there. And it came to pass, as they uh, were much perplexed uh, thereabout, Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. He is not there, but he is risen. Why seek ye the living among the dead? Why are you seeking hope in a bottle? whether it be a bottle of alcohol or a bottle of pills. Why are you seeking hope and relief in a joint, in some dope? Why are you seeking it in another affair? Why are you seeking hope in another relationship? Oh, if I could just get myself a man. If God ain't in it, it won't last. And if you're not in God, you won't last. Amen? Oh, if I could just get another job. There's never been a better time in history for you to get a better job. But it won't make you happy, and it won't give you hope, and it sure won't save your soul. There's only one place that you can get hope. There's only one place that you can, you can make it into heaven, and that's Jesus Christ. He's alive, and the tomb was empty, and because the tomb was empty, he lives. We also know that the tomb was empty because the enemies of Jesus confirmed it by claiming that the disciples had stolen the body. They went in there and they somehow or another put all the guards asleep. And these cowards snuck in there and rolled back that heavy stone and they stole the body of Christ. We know that to be a lie. We know that that's not possible. But they know and they told everybody that the body of Christ was not there. The dead body of Jesus could not be found. How do we know he, he lives? Because the disciples were almost immediately transformed from men who were hopeless and fearful after the crucifixion into men who were confident and bold witnesses after the resurrection. It changed their world. It turned boys to men. Amen? It changed their world. They understood it. Before they were hiding, before they were trying to find a place to stay away from the Jews because they were afraid that what happened to Jesus would happen to them. And they were in hiding, trying to find a place to hide their fear, to hide their losses, their failures, and their dead faith. But yet... When they saw the resurrected Jesus, it changed everything. Some of you are cowards. Some of you can't share your faith. 
You're afraid that you'll lose your job. You're afraid that you'll lose your friends. You're afraid that you'll lose this, that, or the other. But let me tell you something. If you ever truly meet the resurrected Savior, it'll change your world. It'll give you boldness, and you won't care what people think. You won't care what happens because the same God gave me this job or gave me the next job. And if you're going to leave me because I'm a believer in Christ, I didn't need you anyhow. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some praise in this house. John 20, 19. When the same day, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. I'm so happy that I can report to you today that Christ is in the midst, that the Lord's in the midst, and he is here to give you peace today. You're living in turmoil. You're living in, in fear. You're living in all kinds of anxiety. Let me tell you something. There is one here today who can set you free from all those things. There is one here today who can give you peace that passes all understanding. There's one here today who can give you peace that will not die because he lives. Do you believe? Paul claimed that not only did he see the risen Christ, but that 500 others had seen him also. And many were still alive when he made this claim. The good news is, the truth is, Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. He's alive, and because he lives, it verifies our justification. Our faith is not in vain. Jesus said that his blood would be sufficient to cover our sins. Amen? Matthew 26, 28. For this is my blood of the New Testament which is shed for many for the remission of sins. When we took communion this morning, we took it because we believe that he's alive. And we believe that his blood still has power. There's still power in the blood of Jesus. I know people don't want to talk about it, but there's still power in the blood of Jesus. The devil had no idea what he was doing. If he understood the power of Jesus Christ, he never would have let them drop the first drop of blood on that ground. By his stripes, we are healed. I said, by his stripes, we are healed. By his blood, I am delivered, and I am set free. You can be free today by the blood of Jesus Christ and by the resurrected king. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Matthew 26 tells us that it is the blood of the New Testament. It's a new covenant that when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, he covers your sins. You make covenant with God. You are reconciled with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. See, you ought to be celebrating today just because you've been reconciled to God. Because without being reconciled to God, you cannot go to heaven. Don't let the devil fool you. Without being reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, the Son, you will never make it into heaven. We celebrate as believers because we've been reconciled. We made things right. Right? We made things right. Isn't it so awkward when you go somewhere or another and maybe you're with your family and, 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 and I know none of you have this problem. But you go somewhere or another and you're having a dinner but you, you're trying to eat with somebody you don't really like? Your family? Your family? 
Share this with somebody at work tomorrow that, 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 that they can understand what I'm talking about. Where somebody says something years ago and yet you don't like them and it's so awkward, you don't even want to be in the room with them. When they drive up in the driveway, you're like, oh, here they come. <laughs> and when they walk into the room, it is just total silence because it's so awkward. You don't know how to act with people that you have not been reconciled with. Maybe your ex showed up to get the children. Hmm? You hadn't been reconciled. It's awkward. And some of you come to church every week, and it's awkward. Oh, hallelujah. It's awkward when the preacher says, why don't you praise the Lord? It's awkward when the preacher says, why don't you raise your hand? It's awkward when the, Lord, when the preacher says, why don't you come to the, to the altar and meet the Lord? It's awkward when you sit there and you, why? Because you hadn't been reconciled. People who've been reconciled is at peace. Right? I'm happy to see the Lord. I'm excited when they sing the right song or the wrong song because it's not about the song. It's about... Oh, hallelujah. Great songs they sung this morning. Wonderful songs with a great message. But most of you, slap it, I won't say it. Most of you didn't get anything out of it because you didn't know the song. My question is, do you know the Lord? Because you know the Lord don't mind about the song. If they're lifting up the name of Jesus and it's scriptural, you need to worship. Oh, hallelujah. When the Lord's in it, you can worship him. I don't praise God because they play my right song. As I told you before, any monkey will dance when you play their song. Amen. I came in worshiping this morning. Amen. I stood in the parking lot this morning and worshiped this morning. I worshiped when I got up out of the bed this morning. Because I'm not worshiping a song. I'm not worshiping a sermon. I'm not worshiping a person. I'm worshiping God, my Savior, Jesus Christ. You can have victory on Monday morning when you serve a risen king. You can have victory all through the week when you serve a risen king. Don't let the devil win by defeating you. Don't you walk around like you lost your best friend. My best friend's in heaven making intercession for me each and every day. You can celebrate and worship because you serve a risen God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. By raising Jesus Christ from the dead, God demonstrated his acceptance of Jesus as a sacrifice for our sins. Romans 8, 33 through 34. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. I'm so glad you can't judge me. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God who maketh intercession for you. Because he lives, we can be set free. Folks, listen, you don't have to be entangled with those things that God delivered you from. Christ died and rose again. That means you can have victory. 
It is a sad thing to see the state of the church today that we have entangled ourselves in so much bondage. That we have allowed the devil to take those who are set free and put us back into bondage again. He whom the Lord set free is free indeed. I'm free indeed this morning. Are you free this morning? Listen, Romans 6, 5 through 7. I'm trying to hurry. It's almost uh, 1 o'clock and somewhere. We have been given power to live the Christian life. One of the reasons I did not get saved for so long was, number one, I was enjoying my sins. People say there's no fun in sins. There really is some fun in sins until you know better. And once you know better, you understand that you could have had joy a whole lot sooner. Amen? But you can have power to live the Christian life. You can live this life. The devil tries to tell you, well, there ain't nobody perfect. That's just an excuse for you to sin. Right? Oh, I know I cuss every once in a while. Why? Because you want to. Oh, I might as well meddle. I got them to. They walk out. Listen. Ain't going to hurt you to drink a little bit. That's a lie from Satan. I can do this and get away with it. That's a lie from Satan. I can talk about my neighbor. God understands. That's a lie from Satan. You can have victory over sin because the resurrection gives you victory over sin. You do not have to live in the bondage of sin. Romans 6, verses 5 through 7. Since we have been united with him in his death, you got to die, folks. There's no resurrection without death. We will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power, lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Listen to this. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Anybody sits there and says, well, we've got to sin. No, you don't. We do sin. And when we do, we have an advocate with the Father. Nobody's perfect. Not one of us lives his whole life without committing sin. That's why we need grace and mercy. But sin should not have power and authority over your life. So to sit back and say, well, I can't help myself, that's a lie from Satan. Happy Easter. Is there anybody here who's ever been set free from sin? I celebrate because I've been set free. I live in victory because I've been set free. I irritate the devil and some believers by saying I'm blessed because I'm blessed. And I'm blessed because I know I'm blessed. And I'm blessed because I've been set free. You don't know the man I was and where I was and what I was doing at that time when Jesus found me. But as somebody who's been delivered from sin, 
Somebody who God has stepped in and broke the power of sin off of their life. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can't be quiet. I refuse to be quiet. I will worship. I will praise. I will preach. I will testify. I will witness until Jesus take me home. And then I'm really going to get down and shout. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed the Lord say so. We're trying to live. The devil's trying to tell you the church has just watered it down and watered it down and say, look here, you just put your faith in Jesus and we'll suffer through this thing. No, 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 no. You can be set free from your sins. You can be delivered. I was a drunk. I'm not a drunk any longer. I was a dopehead, but I'm not a dopehead any longer. Amen. I told you before, thank the Lord for AA meetings, thank the Lord for all those things. But you're not going to hear me say, I'm Joe Grice and I'm a drunk. I might say, I'm Joe Grice and I was a drunk. But I've been set free. Hello, I'm Joe Grice and I was a drug addict, but I've been set free. God still delivers. Why are you living in all the discouragement you're living in? God still sets us free. Listen to John eleven forty four about another man that was resurrected. See, there's a lot of people who put their faith in Jesus. And we get resurrected. But there's more to it. You can be free. My Lord, you don't have to go back to your life of sin. You don't have to go back to that pit and all that mess you're in. Listen, John eleven forty four, And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Praise God, he did not leave me where he found me. I said, praise God, he did not leave me where he found me. He did not leave me where he found me. How do I know I'm saved? Because I'm not the same man. How do I know I've been set free? Because an old man died and the new man got up. Hallelujah. You can be set free and delivered today because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You don't have to live in that misery that you're living in. Our children are dying from drug overdose. Our children don't know how to live a righteous life because they're going home to parents who are still bound in their sins. Christians are getting divorced because they don't know they can be delivered from those things. You can be set free today. You don't have to hop around in your grave clothes. My Lord. I took off the old garment and I put on a new one. Hallelujah, a garment of praise. I said a garment of praise. I wish I had some loose people in this church. I wish I had somebody who could say, because he lives, I'm also living. I'm free today. You can be set free from depression, from the bondage of sin. You can be set free from all these things that you're suffering through, anxiety and fear and worry, you can be set free because sin has no more authority or power over you when you believe in the risen Savior. You can be delivered because that power delivers us from death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. Stand with me, if you will. I just wish that people understood it's more than saying a little prayer. It's more than just going through the motions. It's more than just getting dressed up and coming to church. 
I seen the devil during the play, and he was, he was looking sharp. He was all dressed up and in church. There's hope, folks. Don't you believe the lies of the devil? When he tells you you are this way, it's the way God made you, and you'll always be that way. The devil is a lie. I said, the devil is a lie. You can be free. But first, you must be born again. You must be born again. You have to do more than just say a little prayer and let me put your name on a card and send you a congratulations letter. You got to say, today, I put my faith in Jesus Christ and I crucify the old man. Today, with your help, God, I'm not going to drink out of the bottle anymore. Today, with your help, God, I'm not going to have that nasty mouth anymore. Today, with your help, I'm not going to the sinful places I've been going. I'm not going to watch the sinful things I've been watching. I'm going to be delivered and set free. Today, when I get home, my family will know there's a new man walking into the door. Today, when I get home, my family will know mama has changed and God has saved her soul. Because I've been delivered and set free. He had never been raised. You would have to die most miserably in your sins. And there would be no authority and no power for me to preach what I'm preaching right now. And no platform to stand on. But I stand on the word of God. I stand on what I know to be true. One of the things I learned a long time ago, if you want to be a good salesman, you got to believe in your product. I may not be the best preacher you ever heard, but I promise you, you will not find another one that believes any more than I do that there's power in the blood of Jesus, that he still redeems, that he still sets free, that he can heal your marriage, he can heal your body, he can heal your mind, he can set you free from the bondage that Satan has you wrapped up in today. What better day than the day of resurrection to be born again? Pastor, I said a prayer back when I was nine. Good for you. So did I. And then I backslid. I said another prayer when I was 10, and then I backslid. I said another prayer when I was 11, 12, 13, until I quit going to camp because I got saved at every youth camp. But at the age of 28, I got born again. I knelt down beside my bed and I said, God, I am yours. And I will serve you the rest of my life. You can take me and I'll do whatever you call me to do. Because I am now purchased by your blood. And the devil has no more authority or power over my life. And I've been serving him ever since. Do I have failures? Yes, I have failures. But every day when I fail, I'm quick to run to him and repent. Because sin has no power over me. You can be delivered. I'm going to pray for you. I've been praying that the Holy Spirit would just deal with your heart.
And we would have people saved today, born again today. Not just say a little prayer and go home the way you were. I want you to be changed and transformed. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind will tell you you can't be changed. <laughs> but the Word says you can. Huh? you got to change your thinking. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everyone who come out today. Lord, I thank you for the celebration of the resurrection. I thank you, the Lord, for Easter. I thank you, the Lord, for last Sunday and this coming Sunday. Lord, I thank you that I've been set free and redeemed. And, Lord, even though I do fail you from time to time, your grace is sufficient. And Lord, I pray that each and every person here will understand and know that there's power in the blood of Jesus. I pray to the Lord today that they will understand that we don't have to give in to the power of sin any longer, but we can live a victorious life. For those who are depressed, Lord, I pray deliverance. For those who are dealing, dear Lord, with fear and anxiety, I pray deliverance. For those who are addicted to drugs or alcohol, Lord, I pray for deliverance. Those addicted to porn or whatever it may be, Lord, I pray for deliverance. Yes, we do these things, but it should not have any power over us. We can live a free life in Christ. Lord, touch their whole lives. Change them completely. Change their family. Let everybody that knows them know there's been a change. Hallelujah. Thanks again for tuning in to the Dylan Church of God podcast. To keep up with episodes and updates, please consider subscribing. And don't forget to share our podcast with others. Along with this weekly podcast, we stream our content to multiple social media platforms to further our online outreach ministry. The link to those can be found listed on each podcast. We also want to invite you to be with us on Sundays for our 1045 worship service. Remember, if you don't have a church home, Welcome home.